just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Welcome to the Next Level Guy podcast. Today's guest is Megan Collins from StyleGirlfriend.com. Today we discuss what style is, how it affects you, and how you can start building up your own personal style, even if you don't have a clue where to begin. Finally, before we get to the action, my apologies for the quality of the audio. I had some issues with the mic, and unfortunately had to do some hardcore editing. My apologies for any inconvenience while listening. Hi Ian, how are you? Hi Megan, how's things going? Uh, great. I'm halfway through a summer Friday, so enjoying working from home. And you, have you been busy today? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I had a coffee this morning um, with someone that we're looking to do business with, and then I actually swapped out all my summer and winter clothes when I got back. So yeah, I've been busy and productive. I like it. You've got summer and winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I could never seem to figure that out. I just seem to have stuff that goes the whole year round. I think it's more a factor of living in New York City and not having the space for more than, you know, just sweaters at a time, so. It's, uh, it's something I need to get on to and actually look like a grown-up rather than uh, somebody that's raided a sports department. <laughs> well, thanks very much for taking the time to speak to me today, Megan. Um, can you give me an idea of where the, site, the idea for the website came from? Um, how you describe it to somebody who hasn't seen it before? And do you have such a thing as an average reader? Absolutely. So Style Girlfriend is a daily men's lifestyle site that helps men dress better and live with more confidence, all from a friendly female perspective. So, you know, sort of stepping in for that supportive wife or girlfriend at home that, you know, wants to encourage you and wants you to sort of appear at your best and is invested in you doing so. Um, the way it got started, I always like to tell people, uh, I wish I had, you know, could tell you that I did this competitive analysis of the digital landscape and found that a female voice was missing from menswear, but I really just fell into it. I used to work in advertising and I was getting out of that in starting to develop a freelance writing career. So as I was taking on, you know, all these different projects, one of the projects that I took on was writing a weekly column about guy style for a good friend of mine's uh, company website. He had started a company that was all about um, making affordable suiting. And he said, I know you're trying to write more. So why don't you, you know, write something for the site and, uh, get a little bit more exposure. And I told him, I said, you know, I'd love to, because, you know, I was saying yes to everything as you should when you're sort of, you know, just starting out. Uh, but I don't know anything about guy style. I told him, is that a, is that a problem? I don't want to, you know, pretend that I'm this expert when I'm not. And he goes, Oh no, just, you know, uh, write about what women like to see men wearing, you know, on dates and things like that and tell them to wear suits more often. So <laughs> that was sort of the advice that I, I took to get it started. And it really helped because it allowed me to be writing from the perspective of just a fan of guys dressing well, right? You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not ever going to lecture you on the history of tweet or anything like that, but I am going to kind of give you the shortcuts to great style and, you know, to what women want to see you wearing. So that ended up really taking off. It felt like there was 
sort of a white space in the market for men who wanted to look good but weren't necessarily into, you know, fashion with a capital F, right? Like following fashion week and following trends and all that. They're just like, look, I shop, you know, on high street or I shop at the mall. Like I just, I just want to kind of get on with my day. Like what, you know, what should I do? Um, and so that's who we speak to. So we actually, we have three pretty distinct audiences within that, you know, general umbrella definition. And that's the first is, uh, men, you know, college guys, guys who are just coming out of university that, are kind of for the first time realizing like, Oh, I need a proper grown up wardrobe. So what, <laughs> what should I do? How can I do it under budget? You know, what, where do I start? So we talked to him about sort of getting your, your first work, work wardrobe put together. Uh, and the next guy is a guy who's, you know, maybe mid twenties, early thirties, and he's really working on a beta wardrobe. You know, he's kind of been there, done that with like, building, building his first work wardrobe. And maybe he is realizing like, Oh crap, like most of that stuff stinks and it doesn't fit well. And it's, you know, it's not good quality and, and what should I do? So we're helping him sort of upgrade. And it's nice because he has some more disposable income and he can afford to maybe buy brands that he hasn't worn before and really, uh, commit to investment pieces in his wardrobe. So that's really fun. And then we also cater to what I like to call as the cool dad, uh, you know, the, the man who maybe has older kids at this point, maybe they're even out of the house and he maybe is getting teased by his kids, you know, Oh dad, you and, you know, you and your dad jeans or, you know, you're not so stylish. And he's saying, okay, well, what can I do? How can I make it easy? You know, how can I kind of put together a uniform that, uh, I can pull on every day, but I can feel confident and I can feel stylish wearing. So it's really those three guys. And what's interesting is, the advice doesn't really change. It's more kind of just the price point that changes depending on who we're talking to because things like fit and things like quality of a garment are going to be important no matter what stage of life you're in. No, that's a, that's a great answer. Um, for me, I would definitely be a beast. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of trying to adapt to the grown-up lifestyle where a lot of jobs have had been very much the wear what's comfortable, you know, the business casual. Right. And um, I find it very difficult. I work in a university at the moment where I'm surrounded by guys in suits and the tweed jackets, <laughs> the aged professors, you know, and I'm the six foot three power lift, etc. <laughs> kind of just put on whatever I can find that fits rather than a, a style, shall we say. Right. So, I mean, can you tell me a bit about your story? You know, like, um, where did you grow up? What did you want to be as a child? It just seemed, you know, it's like, how did you get into this, like, blogging and... Sure. I'm from Wisconsin originally, which is in the Midwest, and I love being from Wisconsin, but I also sort of knew I'd never stay there. I uh, I had, you know, big aspirations to live in New York. I think that it just sort of has a magnetic pull on some people, and I was one of those people. So since I was, you know, really as as long as I can remember kind of thinking about what I wanted to do or where I wanted to be when I grew up, it was always New York. So when I was 18, I took a gap year and lived here for the year. Uh, it was exciting and terrifying, and I was, you know, broke. <laughs> All yeah, my parents supported me emotionally, but they didn't support me financially. So I, I really kind of got a feel for both living in the city because I'd only ever visited here once with my dad on, you know, a work trip, and we saw a Broadway show, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not really what. You know, Times Square is not super indicative of New York, so let me let me get back there and spend some time. So I I was happy that I did that because it really did confirm for me that I did want to live in New York. Uh, 
but it also was good because I didn't really know what I wanted to do quite yet. I thought I wanted to work sort of in media, but I didn't really know in what respect. And so taking some time off, it let me, you know, see what different jobs look like and kind of get some experience in the working world. And so when I went on to school, I ended up studying uh, advertising and PR and I got into advertising out of school and I pretty immediately realized that I didn't like it. Uh, but I'm also someone who's very sort of security, security oriented, which does not um, jive with the actions that I've taken in my life. But I, I really wanted something where I had sort of a career ladder, you know, like, like, well, first you're an assistant account executive, and then you're an account executive, and then you're an account supervisor. And that was like, the most attractive thing to me, I just I wanted that security, but I didn't really care for advertising, it was hard for me to um, sort of drink the Kool-Aid on the brands and the accounts that I got put on because you don't really have any say in it. So you might work on something that you really like and enjoy, or you might work on something that you would never in a million years use or, you know, consume or purchase. And, and that was really tough for me. It just felt like, um, from, from very early on, I was like, this does not make me happy. Uh, but I continued to stay in it for about the next three and a half years, because like I said, I was really scared about doing something that had less security involved, like becoming a freelance writer, like starting my own business. So eventually I got to a point where I just said, you know, life is too long. Like it's not too short. It's too long for me to be unhappy so many hours of the day. You know, I, I want a career. I don't just want a job. So I made the decision to leave advertising and start writing. And, and so that's really where that came from. My, my goal was always just to create a community, you know, it was to create communication and understanding. And I didn't really have a strong plan for how I was going to do that. Like I loved writing. I loved putting something out there and kind of saying, do you feel this way too? Um, and what I found was that with Style Girlfriend, I developed an audience really fast of all of these people that these men, you know, that were like, yeah, style is hard. And, you know, I'm learning and you're learning and we're figuring this out together and we're in it together. And, you know, it's now I couldn't imagine anything else, but, but it definitely wasn't anything that, you know, I can tell you that I had this five year, 10 year game plan where I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a big deal in menswear. <laughs> like that was never in the game plan. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. I'm 33 now, and I still have no idea what I want to do. <laughs> I kind of follow from job to job, and work, you know, in a university now for like seven years, and it's it's enjoyable. But the website and the podcasting and the interviewing people and helping others, you know, it's it gives you that sort of real uh, self satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm I'm really glad that you made your site because. There's so many things I've learned off it that um, I would have had no clue about before. <laughs> um, a recent one was um, what to wear on a date. Oh, nice. Uh, again, some nice... Uh, um, didn't go exactly to plan, but, you know, it's nice to get some new threads and to understand how other people portray it. Absolutely. A, a big thing for me was I used to always think style was only something that applied to clothes. So, I mean, is there a definition of style that you would give to like the average Joe, you know, how, if it doesn't apply to clothes, how do you, how can you understand it if you're coming in and have no idea what style is or how, you know, if like, your wife's wanting you to get better or, you know, that sort of thing. Is there a, a key definition of style that you give on your site? 
you know, for, for the way that we look at it, style is really how you present yourself to the world. So it's sort of as simple and as huge as that, right? It's everything from what you put on to the way you carry yourself to how firm your handshake is to the smile that you give to strangers on the street. It's really about confidence. So the idea of uh, personal style really speaks to the idea that, look, I'm putting effort in and that's sort of making its way out into the world in a positive with, you know, having a positive effect. So it's something that when some people hit the site, they kind of are like, well, appearance shouldn't matter. And what I wear isn't what's the most important thing about me. And, you know, of course, to some extent, I I agree with that. You know, we want to know that you have a great personality and we want to know that you, you know, have passions and that you love what you do or you love, even if you don't love what you do, you love your family or, you know, that you have, um, you know, you have these things going for you. But at the same time, we have to accept reality that appearance does count in impressions, you know. So being able to sort of work within those confines while still being true to yourself, while still feeling comfortable and feeling like yourself, there's there's a balance to be attained that I think for some reason takes longer for men than for women. And honestly, I think a big part of it is just that, and this is not a compliment to women, it's more of a detriment to society, but women have the importance of appearance placed on them from a much younger age. You know, it's much more about like, you have to look beautiful and you have to, you know, wear the right things and say the right things. And, and so I think we just have it sort of banged into our heads from a, from a younger age. But for men, it's something where it isn't until sometimes they reach their thirties or later that they say, you know what, this guy, you know, in the cubicle next to me, he always looks really great. And it seems like, things work out for him. You know, like, I think that there's, there's that guy that other guys can look to and be like, what's he doing that I'm not doing. And instead of saying, well, screw that guy and screw society and screw, you know, forget these women who like aren't wanting to talk to me. Why not look at that as inspiration or why not look at that as, um, you know, a reference point for saying, well, what could I be doing better? You know, not, not to get mad about it, but to get motivated. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've noticed was, say 20 years ago guys just never bothered but it would always be sports star so and so or the you know famous actor and then it was always pretty then the girl or it was always attractive you know actress it was always about the looks with women and it was it was and that unfair putting them on the pedestal um, but I've noticed a big shift now to all sort of media analysing what you know, not just what the NBA stars do, but how they dress, how they hold themselves, how they talk. You know, there's that, um, there's that much more deeper analysis of people now in the media. Um, when did you notice that there was this sort of move towards guys being more interested in fashion and style and stuff like that? Is it something you've noticed recent, or has it been a sort of gradual evolution? I think in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was, you know, that term of metrosexual and there was, you know, queer eye for the straight guy and all of these things where it was sort of acknowledging the importance of appearance, but also working very hard to get guys to accept the idea that they could care. Like there was all of this effort put into the idea that, no, 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 really, it's it's okay to care about your appearance. But there was a lot of pushback on that. And so I think just in the last few years, maybe three, four or five years, has it gotten to a point where it's not only okay to care, but it's 
to some degree, it's expected. And I think that that's why sites like Style Girlfriend do well, because there's been this about face where, yes, it's, ex it's acceptable to put effort into your appearance, but I don't think that there's still a great uh, amount of material out there for guys who it doesn't come naturally to, which is a lot of guys. It doesn't, style doesn't come naturally to me. I have to work at it. I'm constantly, you know, kind of pruning my wardrobe and trying to figure out new and interesting ways to wear things together and figure out what to do with my hair. Like, I think a lot of guys can relate to that. Um, so to be able to be that uh, sort of primer on, you know, here's the cool way to kind of cuff your pants. Like you've probably seen guys, you know, cuffing their pants and, you know, it looks cool, but you can't figure it out. And we're going to help you figure it out because I think that, you know, you might look at a spread in like an editorial, like a, like a GQ or an Esquire and be like, yeah, that guy looks great, but I don't know what he's doing. That's different than what I'm doing. I just know that it's very different. So to be that intermediary and say, we're going to break it down. We're going to give you the shortcuts and the tips and the tricks and the things that everyone else is just sort of expecting you to already know. That's what we're there for. Because I think that's why style can become frustrating to men because it's something where they don't necessarily want to ask for directions. They don't want to ask for help. Um, and you know, that's, Hey, that's what the internet is for, right? Like you don't have to tell anybody that you don't know what you're doing. You just Google it and then you figure it out that way. Yeah. Cause that's, uh, that's something that actually my mom taught me quite a few years back was if you've got a problem, Google it because you can guarantee 10,000 other people have had the exact same problem. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we like to say that our biggest competitor isn't, you know, a GQ or an Esquire or another menswear site, it's really just apathy. It's a guy giving up and saying, this is too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to look foolish. It's, you know, it's the sense of, I guess, style or fashion just isn't for me. That's, that's our biggest competitor, that sort of sense of dejection. I mean, that's something I've definitely sort of struggled with myself. Um, you go into the store, the, you know, it's the... Um, the attendants are very sort of hands-on and there are a lot of guys need to sort of browse and really take their time and build up their confidence and have a look. And then, you know, you, you start going, oh, no, I can't go shopping because I don't know what suits me and they feel awkward in the changing rooms. So then we go online and look at certain magazines and you see, like, £600 bags, £300 shirts. You know, it's that kind of... To be stylish, it seems you're really expensive or... You have to go for certain brands and they're the skinny jeans, but you know it doesn't always suit people. And I think a lot of guys just say, "Well, where do I start? I don't know. You know, why should I bother?" Right. They they sort of go into that lethargic, act well that fits. Yeah, and it stinks. It's so discouraging. It makes you not want to try. It makes you say, oh, "I guess I'm just yeah. I guess I'm just not going to be a stylish guy." But that's not you know. You can only get better at things, and I think that's something I try to think about a lot. Like, if you start taking piano lessons and you're just terrible at it, like, that can feel really discouraging, but you have to remember, I can only get better at, you know, playing the piano, at working on my style, at all of these things. So you have to look at it as a progression, not sort of a pass-fail test. And um, something that I really liked about your site was that it was designed for everybody it was if you want to try a bit more color you know here's how to wear this particular like shark skin here's how to try it how to wear pink and um, there were discussions on the fallacy of style you know being complete um there was different articles about try this kind of clothing or have a look at that or here's how your 
how she should look roughly at, at age 30, 20, 40. So it caters for all sorts of people. Um, have you noticed your own personal style changing as you worked on the site? Do you only go out now with full of makeup <laughs> from as your sort of interest in men changed to your type, for instance? You know, has it affected you in any particular way? It's definitely something where I notice when I don't take my own advice, right? So if I go on a flight and I'm like, ugh, I'm just going to wear, you know, my leggings and sneakers to the airport. Like I always kind of hate myself a little bit for it because I'm like, Megan, like this is what you tell guys. Like, you know, make a point to dress up, make a point to make an effort. So when I do make an effort, um, I do feel it that much more. And I, I think that I not just feel more confident, but I recognize I feel more confident because I put effort into my look. And I think that the more you can make that connection, the you know, the more impactful that that's going to be on your likelihood to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Right. So if a guy, you know, gets a haircut and he goes to work and three different people are like, Oh, Hey, you look great today. Like he's going to be like, Oh, I should, you know, I should make sure that my hair looks good more often. Or I, you know, and if he doesn't, then he's kind of missing an opportunity, right? Like if he's not acknowledging the sort of a causes B then, then that's a missed opportunity. So it's definitely something where I do it for myself. But yeah, I mean, in terms of I make a point to, to recognize, hey, Megan, you feel, you feel really great today, don't you? Oh, I think it's because, you know, you're wearing those pants that you feel really professional and stylish in, or you made a point to like blow your, you know, blow dry your hair nice. Like, it sounds silly, and it sounds superficial, but it really does make an impact on how you go out into the world and how you take on the day. And so you know, if putting on a suit or putting on, you know, a pair of like dress pants and a button up shirt and tucking that shirt in and making sure your shoes are polished, if that helps you go into a presentation that then, you know, helps you close a deal that then, you know, helps you get a promotion in the next three months, like you have to think about the long game. So every advantage you can give yourself is, is worth it. And so for me, yeah, it's definitely made me take my own advice more and put the effort in and it's, you know, it's it's a snowball effect. I, I definitely notice when I do and I notice when I don't. No, I completely agree with that. Um, it's something I do notice in, especially in sort of more professional sort of environments like universities and businesses, is you're judged on your look, the way you handle yourself, the way, you know, the consistency of your work as well. Um, and it's something that I have definitely worked myself I realized that I couldn't wear what was just comfortable I had to look the part as well as act the part mm-hmm. um, and I've had some real horror stories shall we say <laughs> that I thought matched yeah um, let's, I'm glad there's not many pictures about <laughs> see you've got somebody re- um, listening to this they are completely fed up they look like a slob maybe wearing tracksuits the whole time or they just don't know where to start their home's a bit of a mess, fashion's hideous, no idea where to start. So apart from your website, um, can you give me sort of three tips that you would say, you know, as a sort of, these are the first three things you should do regardless of what situation you're in? In terms of style? Yeah, just to sort of get the ball rolling to become sort of more stylish. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first thing I always recommend when people are kind of starting to undertake a, you know, style journey, as it were, is to 
do really a, a thorough wardrobe review. So literally take everything out of your closets, out of your drawers, and dump it all on the bed. Uh, this is something that you could undertake with a friend or a significant other if they're willing, but you can do it on your own too, but you kind of have to be uh, willing to be objective. So take everything out, and then you start separating things into piles, right? So you say, this stuff I'm going to take to the tailor. You know, maybe it's a shirt that's been missing a button for the last year and a half. And every time you pull it out of the closet, you're like, oh, right, right, right. It's missing a button. And then you put it back in and promptly forget about it. So there's probably going to be a good amount of things that will either feel like brand new or will, you know, fit better. Maybe there's a rip in the elbow, whatever it is, you know, maybe it just never fit right. And you kind of, you bought it on sale and now you don't feel like you've gotten anything out of it. So those things go to the tailor and you just take it in one big trip and it might be not the cheapest trip to the tailor, but, you know, for what you get out of it for, you know, these new, these clothes that kind of feel brand new in your closet, it'll be worth it. The next pile is just get rid of it, right? There's things where no amount of tailoring can save them. They haven't been in fashion in forever. They don't make you feel good when you wear them. You know, maybe you got it again, maybe you got it on sale, but there's just no saving it. It's not your color. It's not your vibe, but you were just like, well, it's such a good deal, but it's not a good deal if it's just taking up room in your closet. And then the third pile is things that do look good and that you are going to keep, but maybe you haven't thought about new ways to wear those things together. So to be able to keep them, to get them sort of out of your dark closet, out of your dark uh, drawers, you might see them in a new light. And again, if you have a friend helping you, they might say, hey, have you ever thought to wear those sweater, you know, that sweater with those pants? And you'll say, no. I literally only wear them, you know, with the same thing every time. And I've never thought about how else I can kind of, you know, remix it in my wardrobe. So getting everything out for that reason, even the things that you know you wear a lot, and even though you know you're going to put them right back into the closet, pulling them out is helpful just because it does let you sort of think about how you can kind of shop your own closet and think about how you can wear things in new ways and, um, you know, really maximize what what's in your wardrobe. And then once you have everything sorted into piles, you'll also start to get a sense of, oh, wow, I keep buying gray slacks. Maybe I don't need any more gray slacks. Maybe I need a pair of navy slacks. Or I have three pairs of sneakers but no dress shoes. You know, better rectify that. So it's also a good way of kind of seeing your your blind spots. So the things that you buy too much of and then the things that you actually need. And, of course, that doesn't mean that you need to run out to the, you know, go shopping right away and buy all of those things at once. I recognize that that's not – feasible for a lot of people's budgets, but also it's not really fun. You know, if, I think that if you see it as a chore, then that's how it's going to feel. So to look at your wardrobe and say, okay, these are the things I need. And then, you know, maybe you go out and buy one thing off that list. And then maybe in another month, you buy another thing off that list. You know, it's, it's a way to sort of slowly work on your wardrobe without it feeling like this massive overhaul and, oh, I have to be this new brand new different person tomorrow. It shouldn't be like that. It's always going to be an evolution. So that's where I'd start. Yeah, because that is something I struggled with myself. It was like you were talking directly to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first moved um, to the city I'm in just now, the, I had one pair of dress shoes, and that did funerals, weddings, work. And I can remember the horror of one of my colleagues saying, you know, my son's got about five to ten pairs, and... He's got six pairs of trainers, and I was like, why would you need that? You know, I looked, um, I bought some shirts and tops not recently, and I realized that they were pretty much all blue. All <laughs> blue. 
you know, I, I've Googled a few times, like, through looking at your site about particular kinds of shirts to try and that. Mm-hmm. I'm still going down the same kind of colours, the same kind of look and structure. If you were, say, going to shop just now, you think, okay, I'm going to become stylish. I'm going to really try a bit harder with how I look and present myself and how I run my house and all that sort of thing. Is there a, do you have like a sort of simple guide to knowing straight away if something fits you? Do you know if it, how to, if it suits you? Do you have a, is there something that a guy can look at and like check how it particularly fits on the, like the thighs, the chest, the arms, or how if a colour suits them, for instance? Or is that more a kind of personal? Um, you know, I think this is always a reason that it's good to sort of enlist friends and family and loved ones that do want to see you look your best because they think that they can give opinions that maybe you can't see for yourself, especially if this is an area that you feel like you don't know a lot about. And it's not that you should let them dictate your style, but I think um, it can be other people can be more objective than you can be when you're looking at something, right? Like, just like women are like, do I look fat in this? And you're like, oh, no, of course you don't look fat. Like, it can be the same way with guys, honestly. Guys can say, no, this is too tight. And someone else is looking at them going, no, it's not too tight. Like, you're just used to wearing sweatpants, so everything feels tight if it's not sweatpants. So to have an outside opinion, I think, can be really helpful. Not necessarily a salesperson, because obviously they sort of have a a stake um, in what they say to you about if something looks good or not. But something that, you know, uh, someone who can look at you and say, you know what, that, that actually fits really well. It's, you know, fits snug through your hips, but then it goes straight down, you know, to your ankle and it's not, you know, it's not too tight. It's not too loose or, you know, it looks like those shoulders are a little wide in that suit jacket. That can be really helpful. Um, more helpful than looking in a mirror, honestly, sometimes, because especially if you're not used to wearing more structured clothing, like I said, anything can feel tight. You know, I don't know if you've ever done or seen anyone do that thing where they put on a suit and then they kind of start bringing their arms in front of them and they're like, Ooh, I don't know. It's so, you know, I can't really move in it. And, you know, you have to think like, you're not playing basketball in that suit. Like you're not going to go play football in it. Like you probably don't need it to stretch with you in these weird ways. Like you're just going to be walking around. So you don't need to see if you can raise your arms, you know, above your head in it. It's, it's definitely something where, um, if you've never put a point into dressing well and if you've always worn very casual clothing, then anything more structured is going to feel like a big change. So having someone there to sort of level set for you and say, no, that's actually, that's how that should fit, that can be very helpful. That's why, like I said, a a stylish friend, a girlfriend, a wife, um, but, you know, obviously tell them, say, this is something that's awkward for me or, you know, I'm feeling nervous about going shopping so please be, you know, be gentle, be kind. I think that's perfectly acceptable for guys to be able to ask for help, but also say like, you know, don't like just be, yeah, be mindful of my feelings because this is, I'm putting myself out there right now and that's hard. Yeah, it's something that a lot of guys I know and myself have struggled with. It's the, you know, you see these websites of, oh, the six must-have items for a guy's wardrobe and it's always like a white shirt a particular type of brogues and stuff and mm-hmm. if it's not something you're used to you think well is this what they're meant to do they're meant to be this tight you know i wear chinos because it's the only thing that fit um that, uh, have a good fit on my thighs after heavy squats mm-hmm. they you know because they don't sort of cater for that you have to go up an extra size in the waist um, and, you know, I might think they look okay, but to anybody that even slightly notices, goes, oh, they look very sh- shocking, you know, it's that kind of, 
I think a lot of guys just go, okay, I'll spend a very little on a heap of different items and hope I cater in that kind of area. Right. Would you recommend more expensive items to start with, like one thing a month to gradually improve your style, or you know, is it just going? Have you got the money to do a burst of shopping? Or? No, I would like I said, I would definitely say do it slowly, um, because yeah, you are going to be wanting to drop a little bit more money on investment pieces. So, you know, if you're working within a budget, you can kind of set yourself a certain amount to spend every month, and then you slowly build the elements of a wardrobe that you can feel proud of. No, because I'm definitely getting there. Um, but it's, it's like, I've, I've figured out, of I, I go for particular styles of clothing on particular brands, depending if, it, if I know it fits me. Mm-hmm. I'll get a few different colours, a few different, and then I'll maybe try something slightly different. Um, but for a guy, it's kind of like, no, I know that's a fail-safe. I'll go bang, bang, bang. That'll be much easier for me. Um, is there a way... How would you describe to somebody to start making their style a bit more individual? Do you, is it just things like sort of pocket chiefs, um, different kind of colour socks, that sort of thing? Or, you know, should they go away and get tailored in a certain way? Or I think the first step is really to actually take a step back and start looking around you and saying, well, what do I like? You know, who... Who that's out there do I think is a really, you know, dapper, stylish guy? Because I think it can be hard to look at what's in your closet and envision, you know, what that should look like or what it could look like a year down the road, five years down the road. So I always find it's really helpful to look elsewhere and say, well, I really love, you know, how Idris Elba dresses in his suits, but then sometimes he wears motorcycle jackets and that, you know, but you know, everything's pretty well tailored or, you know, I love David Beckham's style. It's very, you know, it's sporty, but, you know, he's kind of a risk taker. Like, I think it can help to look at people who you know that they are getting professional help, right? And they are spending a ton of money on their clothing because then you can say, okay, so that's my ideal. How can I translate that to my own wardrobe? Um, and, you know, so whether that's putting together a Pinterest board and just pinning images when you see them, Uh, that's something that women do. And I think, you know, guys might feel funny about doing it, but what you'll start to notice if you do that is you'll start to see, okay, it seems like I defer to sort of a, a tailored classic look or, you know, wow, it seems like I keep pinning these images or I keep kind of coming back to these celebrities or, you know, well-known whoever it might be that are like a little bit more modern, you know? And I think that that's a good way to start to get a sense of how you would define your own personal style. And from there, then you can start building that wardrobe and you'll, you know, maybe you won't, you know, uh, you know, you won't be Beckham tomorrow, but you'll, you know, you'll start making your way there. I mean, something I really enjoy on Pinterest was the, um, there's a couple of boards called things I wish my boyfriend would wear. <laughs> uh, girls who put on like pictures of like, from GQ and all these sort of magazines of sure. how they wish their boyfriends looked. And I remember getting so excited thinking, oh, brilliant, this would have links to the particular items of clothing. And I'll just go buy that. Because some of it was like, well, that looks really smart, I'll try that. And it was just an image of what they wanted their partner to look like. And that's what I struggle with. It's the sort of, oh, I see a guy walking down the street and I've started paying attention more to what guys are wearing as well. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be doing that sort of thing and looking going, oh, I wonder where you got those shoes from. Oh, that shirt's cool. But it's that 
mentality for guys to kind of go, I can't go and ask him. But I'm sure people would take it as um, a bit of flattery. In our heads, we think, oh no, that's just, you can't possibly do that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, is do you believe there is such a thing as essential items that a guy should keep in their closet or a, you know, a, a particular way of being stylish in their life? Or is it just... I mean, I think, you know, every guy needs a great suit. You never know when you're going to get invited to a wedding or have to go to a funeral. Like, there is literally no reason that every guy shouldn't have a really well-fitting suit in his closet so that if and when that time comes to wear it, he's not scrambling and running to the department store and it doesn't fit and it's not, you know, not in his price range. So to shop for a suit and have that just, you know, get it tailored and just have it ready and waiting, you know, consider it like your, you know, Batman suit. Like, it should just always be ready to go in your closet. Um, and then from there, you know, every guy needs a really great fitting, fitting pair of jeans, something that's dark rinse, uh, straight leg, you know, straight to slim leg, um, you know, not, not relaxed fit, nothing that's boot cut, you know, something that just is really classic and, you know, you can dress it up and dress it down. And then from there, I think uh, a pair of either dress shoes or boots and then a pair of really clean sneakers, you know, nothing that you're mowing the lawn in, nothing you're, that you're going to the gym in, but something that you can really wear, uh, you know, whether you have a casual office or just, you know, for weekend plans with your girlfriend, a a really clean pair of sneakers, something white or something, you know, really kind of crisp. That's, uh, that's a good start. And it applies to almost every guy. I would argue every guy, those things. I mean, because that was the main problem again for me. It was the the magazines that say, you know, must have shirt and you think, oh, that's okay. Oh, it's four hundred dollars, or it's a twelve hundred pound watch and stuff like that. You know, it it made style seem that unless you were really rich and you had a particular career, that it was out of the reach of certain people. I mean, I know that um, you wrote a great article on the fallacy of Epic style, mm-hmm. um, and it's that thing about that those that look like they don't put any effort in it are the ones that put the most effort into it. Yeah. Can you talk a little about that? You know, do you think style you can ever be complete, or a style always can be evolving every day? You know, is there a way that you can look at somebody and say that's the ideal stylish man, or is that such a fallacy that will never exist? You know, I wrote that because I felt like it was important to recognize that you can be making the effort, and it's still you know what you see in the mirror doesn't reflect what you're looking at in the pages of GQ or what you're seeing from, you know, that really stylish coworker that you have, like you feel like there's a disconnect and you're like, well, but I'm trying, like why, you know, why isn't it getting better? Why aren't I looking better? Um, and so just to recognize the idea, again, kind of come back to that piano lesson metaphor, like you might be crap at the piano for months, you know, like you'll be getting better, but the progress will look very slow, so slow that you almost don't see it. And then, and then you will get better and then things will get easier. And, you know, instead of it taking 10 minutes to kind of get that goop styled in your hair in the mornings, it'll take two minutes. And, you know, instead of buying three shirts and end up only wearing one of them because you realize that the other two don't really work for your style, like you'll start to be able to edit better. You'll start to be able to shop better. You'll start to be able to dress yourself better. So I, I just found that that was important because I think, like I said, it can be very discouraging for guys to feel like you know, they're at zero and whoever it is that they look up to for their style is at a thousand and they're just never going to get there. So 
to recognize that it does take some effort, but to hopefully enjoy the journey and to hopefully uh, recognize that you are getting better, that's the most important thing. And sure, your style is always going to evolve and, you know, you'll like different things at different phases in your life and, um, and that's totally okay. But, um, just to recognize that it's not, you know, don't put yourself down if it doesn't seem easy for you and don't quit. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing is that kind of, it's very overwhelming the sort of upgrade your house, upgrade your business, like upgrade your personal, how you hold yourself with your partner, how you hold yourself in the working environment. It does seem sort of very, like it's just too big a, a, you know, a challenge to actually undertake. So, I mean, is it just in terms of being more consistent, just keep trying to improve every day, try to just juice um I can't remember what they used to say on um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the juice. Oh, I don't even remember. What did they say? There was a term for it about like making it your own. I think it was like juicing up something. I can't remember. Oh, like zhuzhing? <laughs> yeah, just zhuzhing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that show and I remember when it came out and I was explaining to some friends of mine, like male friends, um, what, about it and they went, Oh no no no! You, you can't watch the show. You can't tell people about that. You know, and it's like, why? It's about making you a better person. Right. And they're like, oh no! It's like it was a challenge to their sexuality. Right. Or, you know, just because they're gay guys, and I thought that's the kind of guys you want to ask. You want to know how to get yourself better that other people are attracted to you. You know, I I couldn't get my head around that, but I could understand it from some of the more immature sort of people. You know. Right. Yeah, and I mean, we're really following in their footsteps. I mean, we're straight girl for the straight guy, I guess. You know, if you want to kind of give it a comparison, because it is something where we mean well. You know, our editors, they're all pro guys looking their greatest. You know, we're not trying to put anyone down. We're not trying to discourage anyone. We just want to help, and we think that if we have some advice and some feedback that can be useful, then, you know, hopefully that can be taken in the spirit with which it is given. I mean, are you currently dating yourself? Or are you are you single at the moment? Or <laughs> um, I have it's, it's a follow-up question. thousands so, of style boyfriends that are, uh, you know, my my current interests. So I was just wondering, like, was the you know, does it make the the like you know, your like a partner or something? Did you start <laughs> thinking, oh, I need to really step up my game here. Uh, really, like, it's funny, I. <laughs> Uh, an old boyfriend of mine was uh, so well-dressed, better dressed than I'll ever dress, um, just suits every day, and because he liked it, not because he had a job that demanded it. And people would say, oh, you know, Megan, you must have gotten him. And I'd say, oh, no, he's been dressing like this before, you know, since before we met. So it's, you know, what I look for is just guys with confidence, you know, guys who feel, seem like they feel comfortable with themselves and seem like they, um, you know, have a handle on why it is they put that thing on in the morning, you know, and hopefully they love it. So that comes across. Because that's the one of the big things I like about your website. It's the the female perspective. Yeah. There's some articles about what do women think. How do you view certain actions that guys do, or like what do you particularly like in a guy? And it's not that kind of repetitive stuff that we get fed on certain websites that you know you've got to be big and muscular. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of. You give it straight, you say, um, one, for example, is about just being yourself. If you even detect that 
fakeness, you're immediately shut. <laughs> it was that kind of interest to see that how we're judged by potential partners, other people that we meet, etc. Right. Have you got favorite clients that you've helped? I love, I mean, anytime a reader emails us or, you know, gets in touch with us and says, you know, I have been reading your site for six months and I just got named best dressed at my office, you know, holiday party. Like that stuff gets me every time. So I'm, we're very lucky to have really positive readers. Like we don't have a lot of trolls in the comments. And when we do like people, you know, other readers kind of jump on them and defend the site or defend me and defend the editors, which is so lovely. So yeah, we love hearing the success stories. Like that's so encouraging to me and my team because that's really why we do it. Like we want to be there to help uh, facilitate that understanding that dressing well and living with intention really does have this impact on your entire life. That's huge. Yeah, um, I mean, who were who are your role models? I mean, is it just parents, or do you look at particular stylish people from old movies, the current life, you know, like celebrities, or uh, for style? I mean, I think there's a lot of really great uh, male style kind of icons or inspiration right now that we really look to for. Again, just sort of for creative reference on, oh, he, that's a really great fit, or I never would have thought to put that color combination together, or, you know, what an interesting hair haircut. So, you know, everyone from, again, the Idris Elba, the David Beckham, um, we had we had our annual uh, Style Group on Madness, which is our sort of answer to March Madness, where we pit celebrities against each other in sort of style face-offs, and, and this year it was... Uh, Ryan Gosling versus Ryan Reynolds in the championship and Ryan Reynolds ended up taking the the top spot. So, you know, we definitely, we feel lucky that it does seem like a really great time for men's menswear and men's style right now that we're never lacking for inspiration. That's for sure. Ryan Reynolds is somebody who's, he almost looks like he'd just woken up and just dressed, found whatever he's on the floor but it looks like it fits him like a glove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he looks like he's having fun with it. You know, again, he he doesn't go crazy, but he certainly has some color combinations. And, um, you know, he'll do a three-piece suit every once in a while, just things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Because when the, I can remember hearing from people in my old work that said things like, red and green should never be seen unless on an Irish queen. And, <laughs> and it, you know, these mantras from, like, way back and... I can remember having to Google, I'm ashamed to admit quite recently, you know, it's like, can I wear this kind of trousers of this colour with this type of jumper? You know, and it was amazing the number of other guys who had asked that question as well. And for me it was um, like, car- instead of buying brown chinos, I bought caramel trousers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, is this okay to wear with blue? Do I look silly because I'm six foot <laughs> It it shows like guys can be very powerful and you know, run businesses. They can do all these sort of things, and they c- the second an outfit goes on, they can go back to childhood. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and that's why again, like as much as maybe we would like to pretend that that's you know, like unjust, it's it's just reality. Like how you dress affects your self-perception. So why wouldn't you want to give yourself every advantage by wearing something that makes you feel confident and makes you feel like a, you know, grown-ass man? Like, that's that's the goal. People judge on looks and appearance and style well before we even get to open our mouths. The site is 
full of some treasures. Um, every so often I find something I, I bookmark without even starting to read it because I know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Are there particular things in the site that you love? You know, your like your favorite videos or other links that you're particularly proud of, like maybe an interview or. Well, personally, I love writing the letters from the editor every month. That's something that's totally you know from from me and it's directly to the reader about some aspect of living with a style, right? It's not about, you know, here's three ways to wear this blue shirt. And we, we certainly give that type of content on the site. We, you know, we, we write that kind of content too. But for me, what I love is being able to, to have the exact type of conversation that you and I are having right now, right? Like, Hey, here's why style matters. Here's something I'm dealing with right now. Are you dealing with this too? Or here's a lesson I learned and I thought that it would be valuable to share it with you. So just sort of those those monthly reminders of like, this is why we're doing this. This is why it matters. You know, here's how that was reinforced for me recently. And I just, you know, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to share it with you. So that's that's always what I get most excited about in terms of seeing people's reception. And then, you know, the big, the big things that we do, you know, like I said, Style Girl from Madness is always really fun because it's, you know, competitive and people kind of get involved and, you know, they want to vote their favorites on and they, you know, that gets like really fun and, and engaging in the comments. Um, and video too is something that we're trying to do more of. So just again, a, an opportunity to kind of showcase the personality of style girlfriend and say like, this is, you know, what you can kind of expect when you come here. Cause I think that especially for newer readers, if they're not well-versed in what we're all about, it can come off kind of like, I can understand how a guy would be like, well, who are you to tell me what to wear? Like, you're a woman, you don't even wear guys' clothes. <laughs> so to be able to remind guys that, you know, con- to consider us sort of a stand-in for, you know, the girl at the end of the bar that you'd like to approach or, you know, your wife or girlfriend at home that you've been feeling like you want to put more of an effort in for. Like, that's that's who we are. That's who we're there for. So anything that does a good job of showcasing that, that's what I get most excited about. No, I mean, there's been certainly some great ones, um like the YouTubes when um, you went to the, the horse races, etc. Mm-hmm. And saying, speaking to the, the, you know, what did they think of boat shoes? What did they think of the... Yeah. And things like that. And, you know, it's like, you see, just from the videos alone of the wide range of different styles and colours and, you know, the little patterns and the differences. And it was so interesting to see how so many people had such a different opinion about different things. <laughs> And you realize it's not just uh, that wear that shirt be stylish. Yeah. I mean, do you look at one of the things I really enjoyed was when it was the celebrity versus celebrity. Is there particular people in the celebrity world that you think are great dressers that if you are completely lost that you should look towards? Or yeah, I mean, you really you can't go wrong looking at like I said, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Um, Jeff Goldblum has been out sort of uh, doing press for the new Independence Day movie, and he always shows up really looking just so slick and so comfortable in his own skin. And, you know, whether that's a pair of tone-on-tone penny loafers or, you know, a hat or I don't know what that guy's doing, but he's he's doing it right. So he's great, and he's someone who we talk about a good amount on the site. But, again, it's really personal, right? I mean, there's going to be common themes for any guy that kind of consistently makes best dress lists. He's wearing clothes that fit. He's tucking his shirt in. He's, you know, wearing things that aren't baggy. Like, there's going to be consistent themes. But beyond that, it really does start to get personal. And it's about, you know, who you think 
whose style you want to see, you know, translated in your wardrobe or reflected in what you're wearing. And that that's different for everybody. And some of it is, you know, some of it is a a process, right? Like maybe something that you feel silly in. In two months, once you've been working on your wardrobe a bit, you might put it on again and be like, oh, I don't know what I was worried about. This actually feels great and I, I look great in this. But there is that initial shock and that sort of culture shock of like, if I was literally wearing sweatpants up until two days ago, then anything is going to feel different and, and, that, and different can feel bad at first. So, you know, you have to kind of give yourself the time to process those changes. For anybody listening to this, is there something that you think women, uh, womankind wants to tell all men? Um, that we want to tell all men. Wow, that's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. Just, I think the idea that it is okay to care, right? That it's, you know, not that you need women's permission, but you know, that it's 2016 and no one's going to either think less of you or think weird thoughts about you for wanting to go shopping or wanting to work on your look or wanting to, you know, do that wardrobe purge that we talked about. That that's, that's great. It means you're investing in yourself and you are the best investment there is. So we're actually working on developing a styling offering. So for guys who want even more personalized support, we're going to be offering on-demand messaging and in-person support. And that's obviously, that'll be launching just in New York, but we're hoping to roll it out to other cities soon after. So be on the lookout for that. There's a sign up on the page. So if you want to be in the loop for when that goes live, you can head head to stylegirlfriend.com and sign up. In 2015, $63 billion worth of menswear was sold in the U.S. alone. um, And that number continues to grow. We pretty firmly believe that not all of that money was well spent. So we plan to continue to grow and to help funnel choices for guys, to help provide outfit inspiration and to help provide a vote of confidence when they're ready to purchase and ready to upgrade. So we think that there is a huge opportunity in speaking to this audience and, you know, helping more and more guys find us to make the shopping process, to make the personal style journey easier. So that's really what I'm invested in. One of the things I didn't notice was the career gear link that you have. Mm-hmm. And it seemed a great cause. Can you explain a bit about that and how it came about and how people can get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So Career Gear is an amazing organization that we've been working with since the beginning of the year. Uh, They provide mentorship and wardrobe support to men who are trying to work their way out of poverty. So whether that's uh, men who are recently incarcerated, men who you know, for whatever reason, are are jobless, they're trying to get them back in the workforce. And the way that they do that is through both mentoring, but also helping get them outfitted in the clothes that will help them make a good impression on that interview, will help them get their foot in the door. So it's something that we see as a really perfect fit for Style Girlfriend, because, you know, we've been talking for the last hour about the idea that the way that you dress does matter and so this partnership really is a a direct reflection of that being true and it's a way that you know we can feel that we can remind people that this isn't you know it's not silly it's not superficial it's absolutely a valuable thing to be invested in your appearance because it could literally mean the difference between getting a job or not getting a job or getting a promotion or not getting a promotion like that that stuff matters so we, we really love them. Um, people can head to, I believe it's careergear.org, but you might want to check me on that uh, and, and get involved either with donations um, or, you know, donating time. They're based here in New York, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of ways to help support from near and far. Can you let me know about how people can keep in touch? Um, obviously, it's a great time to promote pro- any product you particularly want. 
social media link? Yeah, I mean, we hope everyone comes visit us on stylegirlfriend.com, uh, and you can find us on Twitter at stylegf, and on Instagram at the same handle, stylegf. We're also on Facebook, uh, Style Girlfriend. So we're, we're everywhere. We're hard to avoid. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.